0: Radio presents
1: Space. The final job before I quit. These are the voyages of the UK Space Agency Engineering Pod number 46. My five year mission? To explore the ten square metres I'm trapped inside, seek out Pluto, and boldly go and switch the lights off. If they're still on.
0: Pod to Pluto by Peter Richard Adams. Episode nineteen, a day waiting for Podo.
1: God, what's going on? What was that?
0: Just a moment. Just a moment. HOD,
1: why is everything shutting down?
0: Now, just a quick bit of reversing. Remember to check the mirror first. Mirror checked.
1: of Glitch. Have you forgotten me?
0: Why, no, Jemima. How could I ever forget you? You're the straw that stirs my drink. The fish to my chips. The kebab in my uh, kebab shop.
1: What's with all the food comparisons?
0: Well, I'm hungry.
1: You can't get hungry. You're a machine.
0: Do you realise how long it's been since I last had a bucket of chicken?
1: This is interminable. Pod, just tell me what's going on. Why have the engines powered down? Let's go, we're almost there.
0: Uh, We can't. Uh, We're waiting for Pod Zero.
1: What's Pod Zero? Your older brother who's dropping by for some of your trademark hijinks? Playing catch with the knackered exhaust, perhaps? Or maybe just a good old-fashioned oxygen filtration unit wedgie?
0: No, it's much more wonderful than all that. It's Pod Zero. The relay pod. It's coming to meet us, and if we don't rendezvous with it this time, we'll never, ever get back home. Food packs, fuel, the post, we're reliant on Pod Zero for all of them. It's delightfully serious and ever so dramatic.
1: But why is all that so important now? We're nearly there,
0: one last push to Pluto. Because we haven't had a supply relay in months, if we're not careful and soon all you'll have to eat is the wallpaper paste. And I'm pretty sure that passed its best before 18 months ago. Pod Zero has everything we need. We're absolutely reliant on it.
1: But if Pod Zero was taking so long, why didn't they just send another one?
0: They could have, but it wouldn't make it in time.
1: Before we reach Pluto?
0: No, before your ghastly asphyxiation.
1: Because it has the new sieves for the oxygen filtration unit?
0: Yes. I'm afraid that thing has almost completely wedged itself.
1: So where has it been? Why didn't it just meet us like the other relay units? Well, it has
0: tried. Quite a few times, actually. The poor little thing must be all tuckered out.
1: What's been keeping it, then?
0: Well, the thing about space, right, is that the further you get out, the more there is of it. There's loads of space out here. Now, I'm no linguist, but it's probably why they called it space in the first place. Perhaps so not to confuse it with a cupboard, or the inside of a matchbox, or a cow's stomach. Skip to the point? Well, Pod Zero has been trying to catch up with us for so long now that we've now reached the point where we need it more than it needs us. We're sort of at its trajectory apex.
1: So, if we don't catch it right here, it'll just keep going into deep space? Nailed it. And if it keeps going into deep space, then I die.
0: Yes. Quite a compelling narrative set up this month, isn't it?
1: But why don't I just jump into my emergency spacesuit with the rebreather? Then we gun it straight for Pluto. We could get everything we need there, surely. We're so close I can literally see it in the distance through the ship window. It's right there. I can see it now. Hmm. Are there more ships orbiting it than
0: usual? We wouldn't make it that far.
1: Why? When we first got stuck on this stupid mission, we had more than enough to make it to Mars. Then Mars was supposed to give us everything else we'd need for the outbound journey.
0: That's correct. But now, between one thing and another, we don't technically have enough fuel.
1: But I can see the fuel display. We're low, but we still have the reserves. Even without the new cells, they'd be enough for the last to push.
0: Ah, yes, you're quite right. But Pod Zero also has something we need even more.
1: And what, pray tell, is that?
0: The little key fob we need to open our fuel reserves.
1: Oh, shuck it! How have we ended up without enough fuel to even get to Pluto? This is UKSA thinking
0: through and through. Well, it's probably because we haven't exactly been the most diligent and economical UKSA employees.
1: Well, I'm more of an indentured servant at this point.
0: That's not the issue here.
1: Go on. I'm sure you're about to tell me why this is all my fault somehow.
0: It's because of all the wasteful
1: japes. What wasteful japes?
0: Don't get me wrong. I prefer to think of all the wasteful japes we've had together as more like treasured memories.
1: You're a very odd pod. Have I ever told you that?
0: Never officially. But I hoped you felt it too.
1: So... These treasured memories, what were they?
0: Those times when we could have stopped ourselves from being so reckless and hedonistic. The times when we could have saved ourselves from drifting idly without air toward our ultimate goal. But they were also the times that we decided to throw caution into space and drain our precious resources to satisfy our own outlawish desires. Hoorah!
1: So, was I present for any of this hedonism?
0: Oh yes. Do you remember that time we took that detour so you could see if Stanley Kubrick was right about Jupiter?
1: Certainly do. I knew I was right about that film. Knew it. Yes.
0: And do you also remember the time we took another detour so we could be sure that Arthur C. Clarke wasn't right about Saturn?
1: Do you mind the two points? Impenetrable works of fiction, nil.
0: And that selfie you just had to take with Uranus behind you.
1: <laughs> Uranus. <laughs> Uranus. We both laughed that day.
0: Yes, it passed the time.
1: Well, it would have passed in any case.
0: Yes, but not so rapidly. So it just cost us more time and fuel. Not to mention that it left poor old Pod Zero pinging all over the solar system, trying to follow our tracking beacon and missing us each time. And then... I broke the tracking beacon. Of course you did. All of which means that we've now only got this one remaining shot left to rendezvous with Pod Zero.
1: And why did you break the tracking beacon?
0: Reckless abandon. No tomorrow. We're young and we're going to live forever.
1: Apart from me, though. Especially if there's no fuel, food or air.
0: You don't need to play by their stinking rules. You can show them, Jemima.
1: So how long have I got to show them exactly?
0: Ooh, let's not worry about that. Let's enjoy our lives and what we have right here, right now, living in the moment. Now finish your cup of wallpaper paste before it gets cold.
1: Pod, am I dying?
0: Nah. A bit, maybe.
1: Pod, I can't go on like this.
0: That's what you think. Besides, we're all dying in our own special little ways, you know. Entropy and all that.
1: So how long have I got left to live if Pod Zero doesn't arrive today?
0: About... two weeks.
1: Then why are we stressing? That's ages! What was all the the live-life-in-the-moment rubbish about?
0: Something to pass the time while we wait.
1: Right. So we wait. We wait. Okay. Good. And how long will it be?
0: The wait... Yes? Well, certainly not as long as it's already been.
1: Since we parked?
0: Since we left Earth.
1: Oh, Pod, this is all so meaningless. Just tell me how long we'll be waiting.
0: Last communique from Pod Zero sent it to be here today.
1: That's not so bad.
0: That was two weeks ago. And
1: what if he doesn't
0: come? Then he'll come tomorrow. Or the day after tomorrow. Or perhaps... Just over two weeks. Well, this is boring. That's the spirit. Won't be long now. What shall we do? Well, we could sit and silently watch the Kuiper Belt drift for a while. Enjoy the gentle Brexian atmosphere together.
1: You know, I really didn't realise how much I'd gotten used to all those constant beeps of the computer machinery until you shut it all down. It's been the overriding singular soundtrack of my life for the past three years. This silence left behind is starting to get a little bit... eerie.
0: Is it? I don't have ears, so I'm probably not getting the full effect. My high-pass filter's can still hear loads, though. But there's no sound in space. A common misconception. Actually, it's only the screams you can't hear in space. But if you have excellent high-pass filters, like me, then you can actually hear all the majestic, tinkling joy of the celestial bodies in their glorious waltz with destiny.
1: But you know what I mean, surely?
0: Not a clue. Tell you what, I could turn off my high-pass filters. That might give me an idea of what it's like living in your irregular-shaped skull.
1: No, let's not bother. I'd only have to recalibrate the filters for you first.
0: You're not touching my high-pass filters.
1: Why? I could do it. I'm a great engineer.
0: No, you're a terrible engineer.
1: Pod, shut up. I'm a great engineer.
0: You're not. And I can prove it. How? Psychology.
1: Here we go again.
0: Humans constantly overestimate their abilities, but they also still need to reassure themselves. Therefore, it's been proven that the more people say they're good at something, the worse they actually are.
1: But I'm sure I'm a good... oh.
0: Yes, Jemima. I'm afraid you're a terrible engineer. So who proved this? Some folks who didn't go on about it all the time. It's called the Dunning-Kruger effect.
1: Well, while I attempt to process this depressing realisation, let's change the subject to something more optimistic. Like what we'll do when we get to the planet, when we've completed our little pod to Pluto.
0: I'm surprised it's taken us this long to talk about this subject. But it's not a planet, is it? Not anymore.
1: Well, I don't know. I haven't checked in a while. They're always changing their minds. People are so fickle when it comes to Plutos. All the rest can be planets, but poor old Pluto, they argue over it like it's nobody's business. Poor little tyke, stuck out here on its own. Can't be doing anything for its confidence.
0: You'd think they'd spend more time dealing with something more important, like the Great Spanish Rat War, than arguing over the status of a rock billions of miles away. Ah, that's the sort of meaningless trivia that matters to the everyday human on the street, isn't it?
1: Some people are born mad, Pod.
0: And some people remain so. Shall we call your mum? I'm sure she'll have a strong viewpoint about all this.
1: Shock no, don't get us started about Pluto. She was livid when she found out I was coming here. She still thinks it was a waste of taxpayers' money when the UK government bought Pluto. We used to own an empire, and now all we've got is a single rocky planetoid on the edge of the solar system with an empty, uninhabited research station. According to her, Pluto doesn't deserve to have lights, let alone have them turned on.
0: You know, sometimes I wonder if people on Earth get so angry because of all that pressure on their heads.
1: How do you mean?
0: Well, it's upside down, isn't it? What is? Earth. Home. The pale blue upside-down dot.
1: How is it upside-down?
0: You just have to look at it from a distance and you can see. Someone has upended the wee rascal. japesters probably. They will do anything for their own egotistical amusement.
1: Care to elaborate on how you worked this out?
0: Cold, hard research. Want me to show you my TEDx PowerPoint presentation?
1: You know... I think I'll just take your word for it. Any word from pod zero yet?
0: Yep. New signal just came through. It said it's arriving today. Excellent! One downside to that, though. Which is? The message was sent four months ago. Terrific. Ah, come on. Waiting isn't so bad, gives you a chance to socialise. I've been to three office parties recently and I totally got to stay out later than normal. What with this place taking so much less time to run these days?
1: And how was everyone?
0: Fine! Janet's Janet, John's John, Estragon and Vladimir are still busy doing nothing. Captain Whiskers got a little airy at the last one there. Threw up a hairball you'd be amazed by the size of.
1: (laughs) Was it upside down?
0: It's a ball, Jemina. It can't have an up or down.
1: So did anyone ask after me?
0: Not that I recall. Oh, that's disappointing. I think they declared you dead when the beacon went off. I should probably update them on that sometime.
1: Well, you've got lots of time right now.
0: I'll do it tomorrow. Nothing to be done for now.
1: I'm beginning to come round to that opinion myself. What's it all about, Pud?
0: It's a window, Jemima. Its transparent properties allow you to see into the great empty vastness outside.
1: We're all just here passing time, aren't we? I guess spending three years travelling to the edge of a solar system just to turn off a light bulb makes about as much sense as anything else I might have ended up doing if I'd stayed on Earth. I'm sure I would have found some other equally meaningless way to just pass the time back there too. And so here we are now, as a collective species, we've conquered space, created artificial life, colonised planets and can travel across billions of miles of interstellar space. And what do we use it all for? We use it to just pass the time. So, at this place, at this moment in time, all humankind is us, whether we like it or not. And we are blessed in that we too happen to know the true answer. In the immense confusion, one thing alone is clear. We are waiting for Pod Zero to come.
0: Talking of which, I can see it. No way. Yes, way. It's on the radar. Pod zero. Pod zero is here.
1: You're right. I can see it in the distance. I guess I'd better go put the no junk mail sign out.
0: Mm. Hmm. It's not slowing down.
1: And that's bad, right?
0: It's not ideal. Let me just restart everything up so we can get out of its way a little.
1: Pod, it really should be slowing down if it's going to dock with us, right?
0: Hmm. It's very slightly, almost possibly likely that after spending three years all alone chasing us, Pod Zero might have gone a little bit wrong in its brain box. After all, that's what happens when you don't give us Pods a human dolt to keep us company. Let me just open up a communication channel. Everyone's favourite family physician, Dr. Pod, will use his massive arsenal of bariudian psychological training to calm it down. I'm here, baby. You're not getting away this time. Not again. This time, I'll talk with you both, or die time.
1: Oh, shock, you're right, it's gone crazy.
0: That's what I mean Jemima. You really haven't worked it out yet, have you? That's what you're here for. You're not here to turn off a light bulb. Your job is to keep me from turning into that.
1: What are we going to do? What are we going to do?
0: Jemima, I don't want you to panic. Pod,
1: the only time people ever say I don't want you to panic is when it's exactly the most appropriate and proper time to panic, always. Is that so? That's so.
0: Okay. So while we're both being real here, did you know that this entire journey, you've never ever been in even the slightest hint of danger, despite me telling you daily that you were? Not so. Is so. Even that time I pretended there was a Xenomorph hiding in the fridge.
1: Oh, what? He threatened to nuke the whole pod! He said it was the only way to be sure!
0: That's because I've always had everything under complete control and everything I've ever done was just to alleviate the mind-breaking boredom. However, this time it's different. This time I'm being as serious as my inbuilt patented gaslighting chip will allow. So, Jemima, once again, I don't want you to panic but I will need you to jump into your emergency spacesuit Quickly now, please.
1: Oh, shock, shock, shock. Pod, I'm scared.
0: as we can't help run, Pod Zero, you should brace yourself for a very slight, very gentle, tiny, little, giant, mega impact. Uh,
1: Maybe it ran out of fuel?
0: Just typical. I guarantee warranty only ran out yesterday, and now this. Typical. Pod! Well? Good news! At least we had no major hull breaches! Bad news? Hull breach imminent! Explosive decompression kicking in! Hot do something! You know, it's been a funny old day when you think about it!